Let me get a little more on my left and my head's right here, just a little more, just a little more. Two, 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 hey, hey. Something, 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 something like. Check one, two, mic check, one, two, mic check, one, two, mic. Microphone check, check, one, two, two, one, two. Save the bass. Check one, check one, two, mic check, one, two. Hey, I'm going to go to the phone. I'm going to go to the phone. That's on itrnradio.com. Turn it on, turn it on. You are listening to In The Mix Conversations with Colette and Corliss, but they are checking one, two. Checking one, two. So stay tuned, folks, at the top of the hour in the mix. Conversations with Colette and Corliss. And we've got hot topics for the day. We're going to talk about several things. So I hope you join us. I hope you join into the conversation right here on itrnradio.com. And remember, you can find this broadcast and all of your favorite broadcasts on all of your favorite major podcast platforms. So get ready, get ready. It is hump day. It is hump day here in the city. Hump day. Let's get this party started. All righty then. It's on you, Corliss P. Debbie. Let's try unmuting. That might help. There you go. (laughs) All righty. All righty. All righty. Well, it's a hot topic Wednesday. Hump day. Already, and it's already the middle of the month. I feel like it, don't you? It's today's oh, what the fourth, and I feel like we're already is, at the end. Yes, yeah, we we are. Today is the fourth, and it feels like it's June. I'll be so glad when June gets here. Oh, in June, several things. School's out. I can go home. Hallelujah, Hollywood. That's the best thing. Next. We can move into a brand new season and hopefully all of the minutiae will be behind us. So doesn't get any better than that. When the minutiae has moved on and it consumes someone else, I'll be happy. Okay. <laughs> and we all know what minutia is. Don't look like that. You know what minutia is. No, I was reading. I was trying to see what... Uh... Uh, when Kiana was writing in the in the thing, so what minutia are you talking about? Because there's several things that could be. Oh yeah, there is, there's lots of minutia out here, just lots and lots of minutia. I don't know how is it that people like to live in minutia. When did that happen? Well, you know, well, like just say welcome. To, hey, everybody, good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, happy Thursday to those who are already on Thursday. Um, yeah, not, not too much going on. <laughs> no cows on the freeway. No, um, I just, I will, I will never live that down because I just, I just, I just can't believe that it happened and it happened in that way. And so I, I apologize for continuing to bring that up, but it, it, it didn't make no sense. Um, it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. The wind has got folks allergies. I know my eyes have been, I've been, I've been dealing with allergy stuff. Um, oh, let me turn down my. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of allergy things have happened. My granddaughter has allergies and I have allergies. Hasn't bothered me as much, but I do have allergies, but I'm learning to deal with it. So there are a lot of folks who have allergies and, and can't deal with it, but you know what? The, the COVID numbers are going up. So we're going to be dealing with something. COVID numbers, there were 5,900 positive cases yesterday. And today, don't know what the numbers are, but the numbers have gone up and the CDC has mandated that all people wear a mask as they travel. So give it a few more days. We're going to be back to where we were last year and maybe 2020. You think so? Maybe it won't get that intense, but we're on our way back. I think folks are on on the way back because people 
when you leave them to their devices and you don't tell them what to do, they show you that they are not responsible. They show you all the time that you don't leave folks to their devices without telling them what to do because they're going to think on their own. They're going to show you how wrong you are for allowing them to think on their own. So you mean as far as wearing masks and stuff? Yeah, for most things. I, 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 mean, I still don't understand why somebody said not to wear a mask. Oh, that's, that's, the, that's the simplest yeah. thing that anybody no. can do. No. I get on the elevator in the mornings, downtown LA, LAUSD. I get on the elevator and I say to people, wear your, your mask. We should be riding one, no more than two people on an elevator. They're piling in the elevator, five and six people in the elevator. And these people who are highly paid, they have titles like director and manager and so forth. Some of them have higher titles. Nobody told us that we have to restrict. Nobody said that we've got restrictions. They didn't tell us that there are any more restrictions. Oh, and what I said in the elevator yesterday and today, there's this stuff called common sense. They don't have to tell you every time there's a restriction. Common sense. I got on this morning. Girl said, I said, you're getting on the elevator too. And I get off the elevator when it's five and six people. I get off. I say, excuse me, I'll get off. And I get off because, and, and what's interesting downtown on every floor, just about, there is a testing center on every floor, on every floor. Now, if you think you don't need to be told what to do, why? Would they put a testing site on every floor? From two to 28. There isn't, I'm on 29 and Ooh. there is no testing on 29, but from two all the way up. Yep. Testing sites and they're testing sites at quite a few schools and offices. Because when we all, when things went back in January, there were 65% of the district tested positive. Oh, yes. wow. This, the so, district office district or district as in the district, entire school the district. district? And, and the scuttlebutt is why do we all have to come back downtown? Well, if you think that there's a problem with everybody going back downtown, why are you all piling in the elevators and no masks. Please use some common sense. Please. I think that that's too much to ask. Common sense is not common. It's you know, not. What gets me is that why is it that all of a sudden it's an amendment? It's a right that we cannot have to wear masks. It's like, but we're, but it's a pandemic. So why should even, why should rights even have a be a part of the conversation? Exactly. There's a pandemic. That's killing people. It may not be killing people as it did in 20 and 20 and the first half of 21, but maybe because it's not, everybody's just like, Oh, okay, great. Not as many people are dying. Let's be free. But I mean, it's still a pandemic. Still in the pandemic. We're still in the pandemic and the numbers are raging. And you have to remember there's Coachella. There are other events where people have gone to. And they are super spreader events. People are back out thinking that this is 18 and part of 19 and they don't have to wear a mask. They don't have to be mindful. They can think and do for themselves. They can be irresponsible and they can be self-centered and they don't have to think about anybody else. They think they're on Uranus. This ain't Uranus. I got news for you. This ain't Uranus. This ain't Uranus. So what happens to you does happen to others. It's real simple. What happens to you happens to others. So if you want to be responsible for other people getting sick, I know I don't want to be responsible for other people getting sick. Don't even, don't even, because it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. And remember, they always say, I have rights. Well, so do the other people. If you have rights, so do, does everybody else. Everybody has rights. And there's nowhere in the Constitution that says that you have to be allowed not to wear a mask. 
that you're the only one that can be put loose and fancy free. And I don't believe the Constitution had any say so in these kind of rights. So stop talking about your constitutional rights. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I don't know what that, that piece that, that kills me about that. It's our right not to want to wear a mask. And I was like, okay, why, like you said, why throw all this rights piece into it? Isn't it it's interesting? Pandemic, so why wouldn't you want to wear pandemic. a mask? Exactly. Isn't it interesting that people talk about their rights when it comes to wearing a mask, but they're talking about overturning Roe v. Wade. Yeah, that, now that is scary. Okay. That, that, it should even be a Roe v. Wade. Why, 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 why would we have to ask for permission to do stuff to our own bodies? Right. Why do we have, why do they, why do those people think that they have a right to tell women what they can and can't do? That's, that's, that's some new, that right there. When I heard that this morning, uh-huh. I was like, what? That's crazy. But the, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, he is probably the absolute most retarded man. No, I take that back. Let me let me take that back. Let me rephrase that. He's one of the absolute most retarded men on the planet. One of the many, because there's a whole bunch of them. He thinks he has a right to tell women in the state of Texas what they can and cannot do with their bodies, what they should and should not do. So he has banned abortions in the state of Texas. They need to take him out of his wheelchair and and do something to him. But that's my right. point. Like, how can you tell somebody how what they you? should like, That's how right. How you can tell me that how you gonna right. and, them in the state? And then the other thing that he said that is so absolutely, incredibly absurd, and they should have tarred and feathered him. He had the audacity to go on camera in a press conference and say, he answered a question. What about women who are dealing with a rape or incest or some other unnatural way of right, becoming right, pregnant? Right, right. You know what he said? Whatever, right. right. You know what he said? We're going to get all those rapists and we're going to take them off the street. What? You're going to do what? You're going to do. You, you, you're going to do what? If that is not the most retarded thing ever, are you kidding me? Really? How can you make such a dumb ass statement like that? And you call yourself a governor? No, governor, you ain't that. But yes, he did say that. And he said that on camera. For network we're gonna get all the rapists. So, so we're gonna so get all the rapists. You needed us to have this come up for you to get yes. all the rapists. How come you haven't been getting them all this time? Thank you. All the how come you? Ha- if you can get them off the street, how come you haven't been getting them off the street all over this country and all over the planet? Okay, how come you haven't done that? If it's that easy, if it's that easy, and for those people who think that they have a say so, and I've heard people say. Well, when people have babies that they don't want, they just put them, they just put them up for adoption. I said, no, wait a minute. Uh uh-uh, No, you don't just put them up for adoption. Why don't you take them? Why don't you take them? Since you want to tell somebody, a woman, what to do, a girl, what she should do. Why don't you take those babies that are unwanted? Oh, well, I can't take them. Then what do you, what, you have nothing to say. Right, right. You have nothing to say. Because if you're going to be one of the ones that steps up and says, I can't take them. You have nothing to say. It's not for you to say. So their their piece is just that they just don't want nobody getting an abortion. So everybody just keep having babies. Yeah, and for what reason? And for what reason? What's the reason now? (laughs) Yeah, right. Really? Come on. That doesn't make any sense. And not that abortions should be used or deemed as birth control that's horrible right but when there has been some kind of atrocious experience and as a result of that as a result of an assault a woman has to have that reminder all the time you're not going to take that baby 
you're not going to do that. You're, you're putting more pressure on a baby, on the child. You're, that's, that's a child that's unwanted. And we got enough idiots on the planet who are here because they were unwanted and look at them now. Look at how they conduct themselves because they were unwanted. We need more of that. Really? Come on. I just, I mean, my thing is you have your choice. So I guess that makes me pro-choice. Is that what that makes me? You have your choice. Yeah, I'm pro-choice. It's your, that's your choice. If you want to do that, you want to do that. But to tell, to say there will be no abortions in this state or where, or it's illegal. So, so are they arresting people if they get an abortion? Like how you know deep? What? Yes. Yeah. And remember the doctor, the doctor that, uh, what did he do? I don't really remember, but the doc, oh, I know what it was. The doctor that went into an abortion clinic and he shot people. He shot and killed, yeah, he shot and killed people. And I don't remember exactly where it was, but he shot and killed people. Yes. Now, how does that make sense? He's a doctor and he goes into a clinic with a gun and he shoots and kills people. That's better. He thinks he's right. Really? He shot and killed adult women because they were in the abortion clinic. He shot and killed doctors. And wow. he said somebody had to put a stop to it. Well, what? There's no logic in that. There's no logic in that whatsoever. And I don't remember exactly where that was. The date, time, and place don't really matter. I remember the incident clearly. But he said somebody had to stop it. Somebody had to do it. That's called a psychopath. I'll just chime in at that part because that is yeah, absolutely... That's absolutely psychopathology, but also it comes from um, sort of a long-standing tradition among white, older white men that psychosis, um, because their entire identity was wrapped around their single existence, which was white male, and that was kind of about it. Whatever they thought of themselves was what they were, and they all agreed upon that. Um, verbally, tacitly, uh, it was documented who, who they determined they were. So with women um, who are basically subject to men, as are black people, as, as is any other group other than white male, um, everyone is subject to them. So that so them sort of, uh, it, it's, it's more, this, this abortion reversing of Roe v. Wade has more to do with older white male, older white manness, um, it has more to do with that than it does with the woman because women are not considered by these people very much at all. So they're not, they don't really care about how the woman's, the woman feels. They don't care about her body. They don't care about her life or anything like that. Just like they didn't care when the woman couldn't get a job. Your job as a female is to stay at home, get pregnant when you're husband felt like blowing off inside of you and that was your life you, you didn't matter so it's more about these men trying to reverse the nation in many ways back into old guy whiteness back into the good old boys club that's what they're trying to really make this country and quite frankly the rest of the world which is why so many of these mainly republicans have all of these totalitarian leaders as their besties so it's a whole identity that is that their identity is compromised when a woman can abort their child. Not that they want the damn kid; they don't care anything right, about right, the child. Right, 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 that part. They don't. It, it's nothing about the baby or the sanctity of life because either mo the most murderous mfers you've ever seen. So it's not life. It's not the woman. It damn sure ain't the baby. It's these guys and their identity about themselves. So, you know, it's it's that it's basically you're right and it's about control it's about control but you're right yeah them maintaining what their their idea of themselves is what it is the good old boys club is back which is why now they're also fighting to be able to marry 
little boys again. That's back up and running. So wait, 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 wait. what? Married little boys again? Wait, wait, back up. Yeah. So back in the sixties, there there was a group of old white guys who lobbied Congress people. They lobbied Congress people. Um. Because they were fighting for their ability to legally marry young boys. And they detailed the ages, and some of the ages were like 12, and, you know, they wanted to marry little boys. And these the Congress people were lobbied um, just so that this would be passed. They were trying to, you know, anyway. Um, so Wait, marry little boys to who? What do you mean by marry little boys? They wanted to marry children, these men, these Okay, I just wanted to make sure I was following that. Okay, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. These grown men wanted to marry children. Now it's under the table. It's hush-hush. It's behind triple-double closed doors. But back then, they wanted to make it legal so they didn't have to keep hiding it. So it's kind of, it hasn't resurfaced, but there have been um, some people calling it out in the last uh, probably... I'd say seven to ten years, some people have been calling it out. And um, and actually, it is documented that my old radio station, I won't say which one that is, but if you know me, you know which one it was. Well, you might. You might be able to choose. But um, they used to house meetings upstairs in the early 60s. Um, well, actually, yeah, it was in the early 60s where these men would hold these private meetings. The radio station was really, 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 really tiny back then. It was brand new. It was a baby. So nobody knew about the radio station just yet. So they were able to sneak and be hidden and have these meetings upstairs in what is now, uh, you know, a certain part of the station. But, yeah, this was – and this is documented. And so – and these were the same men that were lobbying Congress people back in the 60s to do this. It did not pass. It did not gain traction. So they kept it and they kept it underground. Now they're slowly but surely behind triple closed doors trying to kind of bring this back to the surface. So to me, in my mind, if you put some of the pieces together about some of the movement that's going on in this country, it looks like it's going it's like these people are still in power. We may or may not know their names. Um, but they're trying to bring back that old ideological version of what they think the United States was. Back when they were, back when they felt like they mattered, back when they felt like their identity was the American person. And reversing Roe v. Wade was absolutely one of those things that existed, you know, back then for them. The, 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 I guess the, the, I, I, I don't even know, the erasure of women. That was a culture back then. And women have made quite a bit of, you know, strides and have moved forward um, and have gained more presence in society and so that threatens who they think they are so so they're probably trying to think of ways to pull power from women so they figure this is one way is to to uh uh not legalize abro- abortion right or to make abortion an issue period it was an issue period because there were so many women who were tired uh there were so many women who didn't just did not want to have these babies and you weren't in a position to have these services, you just had to suffer through whatever you suffered through, and you didn't matter. So you had something like Roe versus Wade, where this woman, you know, she basically got her abortion legalized, and that kind of, you know, that kind of that allowed for abortion to become legal. Now it's like, no, we want to reverse the clock and take back voting laws, take back abortion take back everything diminish the population the whole population outside of white men right so and it's not even cis white men it's white men period because again half of these these white men are like closet gays so it's not even it's not even about cis some people would say cis white men but i mean when you look at it wasn't nobody all that cis back then so you know at least not outwardly So it's a real, now, I, you know. It's, that's interesting that they, you know, I, I, in the way you're describing the things I was thinking, it's like, okay, that's one way to take women's power. And the thing is, they hate that women have become independent, are having jobs like men, being CEOs of companies, being the financial CEO or CFO or whatever. Um, and so they're just trying to figure out ways to pull power from women, pretty much, right? I mean, yeah. that's the way 
it sounds yeah among other people but yes interesting i i don't know i mean my thing is it's your choice if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do why why it has to be governed you know that's on you i mean I've never been pregnant, so I've never uh, have had the opportunity to have that choice whether to um, have an abortion. And like I said, since I've never been pregnant, but um, isn't it interesting that that it's it's a there are a lot of men in the state where that took place is right there in Greg Abbott State, a wonderful state of Texas. But isn't it interesting that men can determine what women do? whether it is their jobs, their homes, their future, how they determine what they're going to do with their bodies. Men want to determine all of that. But men also sit in high places and contemplate wars. Men determine who goes to the gas chamber and who doesn't. How can men, how can these men make these determinations that really don't, affect them they really don't have anything to do with them and i think those are those things are most atrocious because they've never been a woman men can't have babies men don't know what women go through men have no clue what it means to be pregnant or what it means to be unpregnant men don't know so when men determine that a woman a woman, a woman's body is not her own. How dare you? How dare you? I had a situation at my office when we had your type. And I, it was uh, the month of February and it had been raining. And Corliss, you may know about this. But I went into the office Parked my car, went into the office. I was getting my portfolio so that I could go to see a client. My client was Paramount Studios. And I stopped at the office. I I parked on the left side of the island, directly across from our shop, and I ran into the shop. I was getting my portfolio. Well, at the time, the phone rings, and uh, the graphic designer said, Yolanda, your husband's on the phone. So I go to the phone at the secretary's desk. And as I'm talking to him, I'm going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I start screaming. So he says, uh-oh, what is Yolanda screaming about? Then that our graphic designer comes up. He says, oh, my God, what's going on? Well, as I'm screaming, the guy that was standing in the doorway, standing in the door, standing in the door, looking at me, just having himself a ball with himself. The worst feeling ever. What do you One mean having a ball with himself? He was masturbating. Corliss. I just wanted to make sure you said he was in an office. So I'm like, he cannot be doing that in the office. I just, I just need to be clear. Not in the office. He was at the front door. He was at our door. We had glass doors. Okay, and that's he, what I mean. And the I mean, blinds were up. Yeah. Wow. The blinds were up, and it was a Mexican guy, and he was standing there in the doorway, just anyway, and I started screaming. Well, as I began to scream, we had a window above the door that was a trellis, and it opened. It was open, and it just so happened that LAPD was stopped at the light at San Vicente in Hauser. Well, the officer heard me screaming and he saw the guy run. Well, when the guy ran with his dumb self, he ran to the corner and tried to cut across the parking lot where the liquor store was. Well, when he ran, the officer saw him running. So the officer swoops around, makes a U-turn, does 90 up into the parking lot, gets out of the car, runs the guy down, tackles the guy, got him on the ground. Well, as I'm saying to my husband what was going on, LAPD opens the door and brings the guy in. I start screaming, get him out of here, get him out of here, get him out of here. The whole ordeal 
took all day long. And I do mean literally all day long because the officer kept him there to, to make a report. And it was, I'm, it was an arduous task. I mean, it was, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. It was an incredible violation. Incredible. Well, at six o'clock, I was outside talking to a brother and niece. And my husband comes outside and says, telephone. I said, I don't want to talk to anybody. He says, I think you need to come in. I said, I don't, it's after six. I don't want to talk to anybody. He says, you better come in because it's LAPD. I go in and get on the phone with LAPD. The guy identifies himself. He says, it's a good thing that you decided to press charges because uh, this is a known sex offender and the detectives have been looking for him for nine months. So it's a very good thing. And the guy says he will at least do the weekend, if not more. Well, I had to go to court. I had to go to court and I went to court by myself. Nobody thought that it was important enough for me to go to court with someone. So nobody from my office went. My husband didn't go. Nobody went with me. I was by myself. And the guy was standing there. He was with his attorney, not public defender. He was with his attorney. Do you hear me? He had an attorney in a suit with a briefcase who spoke English and Spanish. And when the judge said, how do you plead? That four-letter word said, not guilty. The judge, the male judge, gave him probation, gave him probation, and told him to stay 100 feet away from the shop. I was burnt, spent, done, and done. And women don't have a right. Let me tell you about a few other things. You, you, so, so guess what? When they start talking about women's rights, there are a lot of things, a lot of things that women have had to endure and put up with because of men. That was one of them. That was a person who had been on the prowl for nine months assaulting women. And guess what? Corliss, you may remember this. On La Cienega, from Wilshire down to, I believe, Pico or Olympic in that area. Do you remember all of the assaults that were going on back in 90? That happened in 90, 91, somewhere in there. Do Not you remember that? Not necessarily, but go ahead. Okay, well, this, that guy was the guy that was committing all of the assaults. Oh, wow. That guy was the one. Yes. He was the one saying all of this. And when the, the good thing that you're pressing charges because the detectives have been looking for him, it wasn't until then that they told me who he was. But they clearly and I didn't said think to it was, every man in, say that again? They clearly didn't think it was bad enough to actually give him real time if all he got was probation. I mean, they basically don't right. he got probation. Really care that he's out there doing he all got kind of probation. Because, I mean, that's, that's... And all of the men in my office... Right. All of the men in my office told me not to press charges and not to go to court. All of them. But what was their reasoning? All of them. What was their reasoning? Takes time away from the office. Takes time away from the office. You got more important things to do. You don't need to do that. It's a whole day downtown. You don't need to do that. You'll be gone from the office. You don't need to do that. I'll never forget it. I will never forget it. That was a violation that I couldn't even go to see my client. I couldn't go see my client. I, it ruined my entire month. 
and it took, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if I can remember correctly, it took about two months before the court case. I want to say it was two months, might have been three, before the court case. And that dog pleaded not guilty with his attorney standing right there. How do you plead in Spanish? Guilty. Uh-huh. And I'm standing right there. Two men. He had an attorney with him. And when when the officer brought him into the office, no, Mrs. Ma'am, no, Mrs. Ma'am, I had children. I had children. I have wife. I had children. No, Mrs. Ma'am, I go to work. I said, you should have had your ass at work. No, Mrs. Ma'am, no, Mrs. Oh, God, it was it was terrible. And how I felt about that, I could grit my teeth right now. Because it was, it was, a, a an assault it was as far as I'm concerned like I said I won't forget that I will not forget that and the only thing that I can say is that I was inside of the office what if I had been outside what if I'd been outside and he was brazen enough, brazen enough to attack me. What is that? What about that? And every man in the office is telling me not to press charges. What about that? And I said to the officer and to every man, I have daughters. I have daughters. Jewel Maddox has daughters. She's got three daughters. I have two daughters. You think somebody like this is supposed to be on the street? No. And every man told me, don't press charges. You'll have to go to court. You don't need to go to court. Why would you do that? That's taking time away from the office. So I feel very strongly about how women are treated when it comes to things like this. I feel very strongly about it. And I think that men who are not women need to shut up and leave women alone. And I don't take it personal, but I certainly think they need to shut up and leave women alone. I just so I didn't mean to pick up. It's so this. important for them to to stop abortions. Like like you said, it's not like they're. I don't need it. Right. It's not like they men don't have can't get pregnant. The kids all over town. Right. Men so, aren't raped. Men men commit incest. Men rape. Women don't rape. Men have sex with minors. Women do the same thing, but not at the same rate that men do. So why do men get to tell women, grown adult women, what they should and shouldn't do? Right. I don't get that. I don't get that at all. It's a global men mind. Men don't get it's something they want back. So their fight that's that's their identity is entirely their identity revolves around the suppression of everyone that they don't perceive as equal as them, which is basically everybody that's not them. So when your identity is threatened, you do everything that you can to extinguish any kind of power or perceived power that any other living organism could possibly have because everything that outside of you is a threat. So these are people whose you know, we talk about white fragility. Well, you talk about male fragility. These are people whose identities are so fragile that you have to literally die in order for them to feel okay. That's the psycho. That's the psychosis that they live in. So, yes, of course, if it meant, if they didn't want women to eat ever again, if a woman could still be alive enough for them to have sex, but you can't eat, they will not allow you to eat. If they could actually do that, because that's the sickness. That is literally the psychosis. So it's not even about abortion. It's just about suppressing that which they cannot identify with. And that may, that that's probably part of it. That's probably part of it. And the other part is, I believe, the other part is about control. It's about control. 
And men have been taught to control. Men have been taught to demand and demean. They, they've learned that. So what makes a man think that this, that women should be subjected to their real whims? Whatever gave them that idea. And I'm not a feminist. I've never really believed in the burn the bra thing. I think that, I think that that's unnecessary. But women have been, I, I like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, get your knee off of our necks. Get your foot off of our necks. And when you really stop and think about it, just really think about it. Can a man live without a woman? The answer is no. And and I'm not being facetious. I mean, think about it. Can a man live without a woman? The real, true, organic answer is no. And And the reason, the one and only reason, men can't give birth. Women give birth. Women birthed men. A man can't do nothing without a woman. So it's real simple. It's real simple. It's organic. It's basic. What can a man do without a woman? Think about it. If I can chime in at that point, um, uh, I there uh, I can hear <laughs> somewhere in the ether that someone's saying, "Well, women can't get pregnant without men. You can't." So, but. Um, To that, there is some science and has been some science that bone marrow and other um, bone marrow can be manipulated uh, or elements of the bone marrow can be extracted and uh, manipulated so that they uh, deliver the same information to an egg that a sperm would, thus creating a, a, a child. Now, the thing is, is that that child would be guaranteed to be female simply because the only information that a female Um, The information that a female can give is female information, which is why all of our lineage goes back. Our mitochondria is what houses our lineage. Mitochondria is housed in females um, or lineage is found in the mitochondria of females. Um, But you can actually extract bone marrow, manipulate the cellular contents and insert it into an egg and create a human. It will be female, but you can do it. Uh, so, yeah. I guess if men aren't careful, maybe <laughs> evolution might weed them out. So, I doubt it. So, but I'm are just you saying. saying that? Are you saying that through manipulation, a man can have a baby? No, nope, man can nope. be impregnated. That's not even close to what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is, is that bone marrow can be extracted from a woman, a biological female, and it can be manipulated such that it. It, it can be ma- manipulated, and you can extract the same information that is housed in sperm that makes a child. The, the sperm and the egg come together. Information from both parties gather to make a one to make another person. So the information that the sperm offers or produces and gives to the egg, that information can be extracted from female from a woman's bone marrow. And other, other, other cells, but bone marrow specifically, that can be extract, extracted. The information can be manipulated so that it is, is exact or as close to exact as the information delivered from sperm. So in other words, instead of being pregnant, impregnated by a male, if you want to go through that science, you can have your bone marrow extracted, go through the whole process of having that marrow, having that information, um, extracted and manipulated so that you you can identify and isolate reproductive data from bone marrow. You can insert that into an egg, thus fertilizing the egg, thus producing a potential human being. Now, again, since that is female information, the child will more than likely only be female since the, the choice of male and female comes from the man. So... Basically, you'd be producing females from this bone marrow extraction. 
but it is seemingly possible. It's been, uh, it, it, it's beyond the, um, it, it's kind of at the practice stages at this point. It's, but it's been uh, something that's been thought of and, and sort of toyed with and tested for years. At least, at, at least I want to say maybe one or not quite two decades, okay. but somewhere around there. Okay. Okay. But that does not mean that men will ever be impregnated. That only means that's a different process. Men no, what I'm will saying, never be. No, no, you can't have a biological male. Those are two entirely fun- different functioning bodies. But what I'm saying is even even men that have uteruses implanted, that's still somebody else's uterus. You were not born with a uterus. Therefore, right. that uterus does not have your information in it. So right. it's right. still just like you can put one woman's eggs inside of another woman. That's still not her eggs that she produced. But all I'm but no, I'm basically saying that science can can basically uh, annihilate men because a woman's body can produce on on its own through science if right, without having the man to impregnate her. Correct, because the exact same information can be extracted from the woman's bone marrow instead of using a male. Hmm. I bet they don't like that. But, mm. but that's okay. not what that's not widely known science. It's still, it's so delicate a thing that it's still in the practice stages. It's not widely known. It's kind of right there with, it's just under stem cell um, therapy, which, you know, which is kind of up there, but you know, you don't have, um, I don't know of this, of the, the practice being wide uh, or, or even practiced in public. Um, there, there are some people who have volunteered, but it's not widely known science. Okay, so that goes back to what I said. Women can produce without a male, without a physical male person. Men cannot produce anything without a woman. Right. That's why, that's why, what's his name? Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper have two babies now. They had to get them from somebody else. They had to get them from a woman. So, well, yeah, but at and, this point, and they're open. At, at this point, men are, I mean, I, that, I was just introducing that science as, you know, sort of a nudge. Like, well, you know, women, the woman that those two men got the babies from was produced by another male. So at this point in life, we're, men and uh, sperm is still required for fertilization of the egg. That's still a thing. So that baby was produced by a sperm and an egg. That 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 child right. is the, the is the egg developed into a person via the firm, the fertilization process. I'm, I, but I just thought I'd add that that sort of science in there. Right. Well, again, we're looking at we're looking at why men are so incredibly engaged in this abortion issue when it doesn't have anything to do with them. Right. It has nothing to do with them at all. Nothing. So it's, it's hard to say why men are so bent and so committed on something like this when it has nothing whatsoever to do with the man. Nothing. And the man that did the shooting, that doctor, that was in the state of Texas. So what you're okay. saying is like you don't really hear women talking about, oh, abortion is wrong, abortion is wrong. Not as much as you do men is what you're saying. Men. men. Why are they so gun-ho about it? Right. Why are men so wrapped up in something that has nothing to do with them? It to just, be, it doesn't. Well, to be fair. I'm you- more in, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say you do have. Go ahead. Women, I was going to say you do have women that are quite vocal about being against uh, abortion, um, but they're okay. just not Congress people. They're yeah, not. The, they're not. The yeah, that, that's, yeah that, But you're talking about women. I'm, we're talking about why men are just so vehemently against abortion when it doesn't have anything to do with them. 
and you ask any of those men, well, the next time you see about 13 of those young girls out there who are pregnant and those are unwanted pregnancy, I want you to go over there and say, hey, I'll take care of you and the baby. And I'll bet you anything. I'll bet you everything. Not one would say, I'll take care of the baby. Okay? That's not going to happen. I know people who are totally against abortion because abortion is wrong. But to ask them, are you going to take care of that unwanted baby? Their quick answer is no. That's not my responsibility. Well, damn. If that's not your responsibility, then neither is this subject. You being against abortion, you have nothing to say. If you're not going to take care of that unwanted baby, you have absolutely no right. No right and no right to voice your opinion. Because if you ain't, shut up. Just back it up and shut it up. Because if you don't know anything about those unwanted babies, what do you have? What makes you think you have a right to voice your opinion? Right. We know everybody got one. We know everybody got one. They're like, you know what? That does not make that right. So last night in L.A., and I believe yesterday also, they were out there protesting, protesting women's rights, ban the abortion, stop dealing with uh, uh, unwanted pregnancies, men. You know what? I think that all of that is, is good and, and keep pounding the drum. But something else needs to happen. Women need to stand up and say, you have no right you have no right to make the decision about a woman's body. You have no right. And I, the protests, okay, good. But it's time that, that for everything, it's time that they get hit where it really counts, where it really hurts. Get their asses out of office. Stop going to these doctors who would rather hurt a woman than help her put them out of business. Okay. Do what's necessary. Fight the real fight. And this is not it. How could what happens to a woman, how could all of these things happen? The, the, it, the protests getting out of hand, they have to call in the riot gear, riot, uh, uh, whatever they're called, I forgot. But over a woman's right to choose? Really? Come on. Come on. We should be fighting over the reparations. We should tell California, give every, every black man, woman, and child $50,000 because you know you can do it. You're throwing money at the homeless issue. You're throwing billions of dollars at the homeless issue. No, they're not. Okay. That's the problem. They're not throwing money at the homeless issue. But anyway. <laughs> they're not. But yeah. No, you're right, though. I mean. They are throwing. They have. If you add up all the money that they've given, it's at least $2 billion, at least. If you add up all the money that they have given, it is at least $2 billion. I remember when Mark Ridley Thomas's deputy stood there on the grounds of MLK and told me that they got, they'd received $180 million to fix the homeless issue. That was at least five, six, seven years ago. And it still persists. Right. And every day you hear about another pot of money that's going to the city of L.A. to fix the homeless issue. It ain't going to the city to fix the homeless issue. They don't intend to fix it. They do not intend to fix it because fixing it would put a whole boatload of people out of a job. So why would they fix it? You can't put that many people out of a job. 
all those people that write grants, all of those people whose whose salaries are paid out of that money, they ain't going to fix it. Where are they going to go? They're not going to fix it. It's one of the absolute most disgusting things about L.A. They're not going to fix it. If they were, it would have been fixed a long time ago. Or avoided entirely. Maybe making, you know, okay. things like California actually livable. Exactly. Exactly. And just as they said this morning on the 6 a.m. news, it's getting harder and harder for people to find homes in the California because of the housing shortage and because of the outrageous cost to live in California. Speaking of, And that was on the 6 a.m. news on Channel 7. What are you guys, uh, what, do, what do you guys think about the tiny home communities that are popping up in various places? I think it's great because it gets people off the street. At least they have communities to live in. Well, guess what? You know what? I agree. I agree that, yeah, but it's like this. Too little, too late. Because if it has been done, nothing is changing it. Nothing is changing it at all. If you hadn't seen it for yourself, you'd never know that it was, it was going on. You'd never know. When we grew up in Altadena, Pasadena, you never drove down the street and saw people just randomly laying all over the sidewalk. Anywhere you go, any bus bench, any street in Altadena, Pasadena, all of them have homeless people who are just stopped right there. Just stopped right there. Yeah, that has you didn't see the last 10 years because I don't remember seeing that growing up either now that I think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a thing in Altadena and Pasadena. It is a real thing. Hasn't it always been around, and it, but it was just in small No, it hasn't. Pockets? No, no, it hasn't. No. I mean, there no. have to have been homeless people somewhere. Yeah. This Not in been... Altadena or Pasadena, no. No. Well, just because no. it wasn't there, that doesn't mean it didn't exist. I mean... It didn't exist in Altadena and Pasadena. We got that part. It didn't exist. I'm saying period. period. Like, it's, it's you know never what? The not homeless been... Issue... It's never not been a thing. Homelessness I think... has not been... This is a... This is... The way our society is set up, it, it almost... It's almost like there's a pocket necessary in order for society to keep going as it does for there to be the downtrodden portion of society the people on the bottom are basically the ones that the people on the top stand on. So it, it, it you know, it's, it, there's a, a very odd yet unfortunate place. And I've never, I've always just doing some history. I've seen those black and white pictures back in the 1800s. There was homeless people like in place in, in certain places. Granted, they've had their pockets just like the suburbs has its pockets and rich neighborhoods have no, their pockets. Not, not no. When when we were growing up, you never saw people living on the street. I think seeing no. it is different from you, it existing period. There's a difference there. No. People the people didn't live on the street for several reasons. One the, the cost of living has never and I believe what the report says is 50 years has never been this outrageous. That's the first thing. The second thing is that 50 years ago, people were far more accommodating. People were more uh, able and they were more, oh, what's the word? They were more able to extend a hand. You had people who were living generations in one home, several two and three generations in one home. You had people extending their hands to help others. Today, you don't see that. Don't but see that, that. That's also a society. So, you may have had people who would extend a hand, but that's also a society that created the need for an extended hand. Well, it was more like people were traveling. It was more the people, more 
in situation where people were coming from the south and the east and they were coming to the west coast and they needed a place. They automatically had it. It wasn't that people were living on the street then. It was that people had traveled. Yeah, you can stay with me. Yeah, you can stay with me until you get something. Yeah, you can stay with me until you find a home. Yeah, you can stay with me until you get a job. Yeah, when your family gets here, they can stay here. That happened all the time. Well, as we wrap it up, wow, uh, three minutes left. It's, it's It'll be interesting to see um, what will happen with this, what looks like this role versus Wade thing is, I don't know, man. I Again, I, I still don't think it's fair that anybody should control, should have the opportunity uh, to control anybody's decisions about anything that they do. Um, this is going to be very scary if that is what, if that's what comes of it. Um, because um, as mentioned, I believe on the chat, you know, there's going to be a lot of illegal abortions and people are going to be going, you know, like, you know, the governor supposedly, oh, excuse me, the governor said this morning, governor of California said that we will continue to be a safe haven state or basically in so many words, you know, you can still get your abortions here. I mean, that's what it seemed the way he was talking. So I don't know, you know, you're going to have a lot of people crossing state lines to try to get abortions because some states are going to say it's illegal and some states are not. So it'd be interesting to see how this is going to play out because, again, I, I don't think anybody should be trying to control what anybody else is doing, especially when it comes to their personal bodies. Hello. Well, oh. you're right. And we don't... We don't take the position. Our position should be that we extend a hand and olive branch. We don't do that anymore. Nobody wants to be bothered with anybody else anymore. Nobody wants to make somebody else's problems their problems. We've become an extremely selfish society. We think only of ourselves, the one individual. I can't do for you. I got to do for myself. Okay? So we we are lacking in a lot of ways. And it should not be. Go ahead, Corlin. No, no, no. I, that was it. No. Six o'clock. It's fine. <laughs> Believe it or not, I guess. Yeah. It's very interesting um, conversation, and uh, next week we'll know what has happened. I tell you, we will have to talk about next week when we find out right. what we're going to do with this whole versus wave situation. But until then, well, we all absolutely go right ahead. So I just saying, until then, everybody have a safe rest of their week, and tune in starting on Sunday to the Intentional Talk Radio Network with all of our different shows that happen between Sunday and Wednesday. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And be sure, be sure to be sure to listen for what's going on with the California reparations. We need to figure out, we need to know, we need to make sure that everyone in the state of California that is black, African-American and a descendant of a slave, that's everybody, everybody participate in the reparations. Have a good evening, everyone. And this is the Intentional Talk Radio Network. Have a good afternoon, a good evening. Be safe, take care of yourself, and take care of someone else. Be kind to one another. Good night. Good night. Keep your head up to the Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. My, oh my. Yeah,